Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Battleship Protection. And now, welcome to Cinematic Discussion Stylings of Tyler Smith and David Baxel. Thank you. Hello, and welcome aboard the Battleship Pretension. I am Tyler Smith. I'm David Bax. And thank you for listening. David, how that, are you doing? That's... Uh... That's our new announcer, the <laughs> rotting corpse of Don Pardo. Um, yeah, we're uh, we're trying something new. Four, we decided 400 episodes in, we're just going to totally self sabotage. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it is 400 episodes in, and um, we're not going to fuck around too much yeah. with uh, the sentimentalities. Uh, we're gonna. Yeah, I don't feel like it this yeah, time. Yeah, I'm not feeling it. We're gonna get to our our guest um, now uh, as. Uh, our listener, long-time listeners know, every 50 episodes, we usually have two guests, uh, fa- two favorites return. Um, one of our favorites, who's no longer a favorite, can- That's right. canceled on us. That's right. <laughs> She's dead to us now. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, but th- luckily, we have more than enough yeah. to fill both seats with returning favorite after a long hiatus, Yeah. Matt Champagne. Hi, guys. How are you? Thanks for having me. In the uh, time, since the last time you were here to now, have you remained... Champagne. I have. Okay. I have. But All before right. we begin, can I just say permission to come aboard? Absolutely. <laughs> you know, we'll say granted. The fa- I don't know how it works. I well, that's what Spock. Uh, you know, Spock. You know, the Admiral it, says absolutely. It's it's Star Trek. It's Star Trek the motion picture, right? Sure. Spock comes on board the Enterprise and and says very formally permission to come aboard. Granted. Okay. And so, someone says granted now, to him. Are you a big Star Trek fan? No. Although okay. I do love the the J.J. Abrams, the first okay. one. Oh man, that I love that. Surprises me. I really I, dig it. Because what I remember about you, and if I apologize, but is it because you kind of look like J.J. Abrams? Do I? <laughs> I would say. Oh, okay. Maybe it's the glasses That's you're wearing funny. today. Oh, okay. All right. No, I, I, I dig it because it's. Uh, if the show were as exciting as that movie is, I would be a Trekkie. See, I'm, but it, I'm thrown off because as I was, as I was starting to say, like I remember when the last time you were on. And don't take this the wrong way. I'm going to take it the wrong way. But you don't like anything. (laughs) (laughs) And certainly not like, uh, you know, fun, exciting, silly movies. Well, when did that movie come out? Oh, nine? 2009. Yeah. Okay. I haven't been on the podcast since then. No way. It's probably been since then, but we didn't. We we didn't talk about it. Yeah. No, I I love uh, Iron Man. Okay. I'm going through the most popular, well-liked films of the last few years. I love Iron Man. I love okay. the first Iron Man. And it's I love... Six Star- and a half years old. Yes. <laughs> I love the first uh, Star Trek. I watched those... I watched them several times. I've seen them several times. I I've put never them, seen I, any of the new Star... Either, either, I should say, of the new Star Trek. There's a lot of flares. Do you like flares? That's what I hear. Do you like uh, lights shining right into the lens? It's, uh, I do. I like a, Super 8. There's a ton of that. And he knows. He knows he he's knows. got a problem. Yeah. He kind of admits it. Uh-huh. Like, in, there's a there's special, you know, what do you call them? Added features on that first one, mm-hmm. where he's just like flares, flares, like like into that, like <laughs> he's doing flares, like he's like, oh yeah, I, I got a problem. <laughs> it's like somebody, but he's not asking for help. He's like, yeah, I got a problem, and I'm and I'm he owns indulging it. in this. Yeah. If yeah. he ever directed a movie with Christian Bale in it, he would get screamed at. Oh, I'm from messing around I, with the lights. I have a feeling that if anyone made a movie with Christian Bale, <laughs> uh, they're going to get screamed at. That's an old. That's you don't old understand favorite. actors, man. <laughs> I can't be walking. I can't be acting when there's flares in my eyes. Yeah, yeah. it's distracting. <laughs> oh, good oh. for you. Oh, good. <laughs> 
My favorite part of that. Uh, God, we the last time we that. talked about that was 300 episodes ago. Like yeah, I'm sure we it's really come up since then because probably, I think we about really, it every day. Now let's really delve go into again. That. Yeah, but no, my favorite part is when he says, "And I got this guy walking through." Ah, da, 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 da. <laughs> it's like he makes that sound, so you yeah. kind of imagine this angry Christian Bale doing this sort of. Silly, I love like, how I love how things. the director is nowhere to be heard. Oh, yeah, almost. he says, "Like he's McGee, you got something to fucking say to this guy?" <laughs> in the back, he's like. No, uh, no, no, I, I what, huh? Like you kind of hear the direct, the, and he's the director, right? Yeah, yeah. Fucking well, that Mickey. tells you that tells you all you need to know about like, that. I directed set. Charlie's Angels. I have nothing to say. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, okay, I'm not going to get back to Star Trek. Yeah, we've got uh, we do have uh, I was some gonna, bills. You know what? I'm going to get back to Star Trek. But we got bills to. Pay. I know we're going to pay bills in a okay. second. The first Star Trek, Star Trek, the motion picture. Yeah, oh, yes, that's what I was referring right. to when I made my first. Does it's been? I literally haven't seen it since maybe I was in high school. Is Stephen Collins, the dad from Seventh Heaven and um, recently admitted pedophile? That's does he have a boy. small role in that? He no, he's got a big role. He's he big role. Uh, he's sort of okay. the. Uh, but he isn't. I okay, I, I, I could picture him, but it's a younger. I'm getting my names and my references all muddled. But this series, the Next Generation. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Okay, the guy with the beard on that show, Riker. Okay, Jonathan he's Prates. kind of Stephen Collins in motion picture is sort of the Riker-ish character. Okay, okay. Excuse right. me. Uh, I, I had forgotten about that, but with his name being in the news lately. And if you want to find parallels between, is that how what happened? What. Parallels? Par- parallels. Okay. There we go. Sorry. <laughs> uh, between, uh, you know, the stuff he's dealing with now and Start stuff in that. Pictures. In other words, what I'm trying to say is if you want to find some pedophilic data, <laughs> shall we say, uh-huh. in that you first. Saying da- you're saying the character I'm sorry. data. No, 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 no. <laughs> God, this is going to be brutal. <laughs> if you want to find some, some pedophile type stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> He does fall in love with a character who's who's bald. <laughs> oh my. That could go either way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean age wise. Yes. You're only bald generally at Now she's bald because she's an alien. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. But clearly something has been awakened from a- in him. Right. Probably from that film. Who knows? So you think it's I think that's all Jim. I don't know. Wait, well. what did I just why 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 bald? Why is a kid Because uh, she's <laughs> she's a grown woman. Right. You know, yeah. she's not a kid, but she's... But little babies don't have hair. Is that what you're trying to get at? Maybe, yeah. It's getting a little creepy. <laughs> yeah, it's getting... Yeah, it's yeah, getting creepier know. than he, than <laughs> yeah. he is, than him. All right, I'm having um, trouble with words, guys. Okay, so should we put some sort of buffer between the pedophilia and our ads? <laughs> we have ads to do, and I feel like we should talk about something else. Here's you know what, what I'll talk about. Here's what I'll talk about. We okay. got something in the mail. Oh, boy. And if you um, want us to talk about you on the podcast, all you have to do is go to BattleshipRetention.com, and I think it's under About. Yeah. You can find our P.O. box, and you can send us whatever you want. Also, if you want us to talk about you, you can always cancel uh, your appearance, and we'll, that we'll talk true, about yes. you. We'll talk about you that way, Wait, too. Wait, did we specify names? No, we have no, not. Okay. No, we did not. Good. All right. uh, but we will. I specified. But okay. we're not <laughs> mad at these people, for real. I am. Uh there are two of them. One I am, one I get. The other is such a ridiculous bullshit idea. Right, I don't well, get it at all. I support both of our guests in the reasons that they canceled on us tonight. Um, Somebody yes, had one the of opportunity. them is a little bit harder to understand to to someone who is normal, I guess. Okay, well, thank you. I appreciate the bone you threw me there. 
All right. All right. So we got uh, an early Christmas card. Mm, That's too early, but that's fine. To Tyler and David, um, it's from uh, listeners uh, Rachel and Randy. And um, and it says their dog Buster, too. But here's the first thing. There are two dogs in this picture, and they only named one dog in the... There are two dogs at the bottom there, right? Okay. Uh, no, that's that's. I think that's a photo on his sweater. Holy shit! You're right. So yeah. he's got a picture of his dog. Yeah, right next to the actual dog. Okay, so that's Buster. Okay. Um, so named after Buster Keaton, I would assume. Yeah. So thank you uh, to Rachel and Randy. Now I want to say he sends a nice message about the podcast is great. Keep it coming. Um, early start to happy holidays. At the at, and then he signs it from the family. Now at the end he says, "P.S." Go wild. I'm assuming, based on the return address, that this is an indication that he's a fan of the Minnesota Wild hockey squad. Oh, okay, fair enough. In the National Hockey League. Okay. But we could also take it, the three of us, as a directive and go wild. What choice do we have? <laughs> okay. So thank you, Rachel and Randy and Buster, too. That's and a your... Yuletide message, go yeah. wild? Well, it's, it's a hockey fan message. I'm a hockey fan. He knows oh, okay. this about me, I assume. I'm my, not a wild fan. But. My wife is from Minnesota, so she's a wild fan. So there yeah. you go. Uh, so well, thanks. something for everybody there. And uh, so now that we've mentioned um, Rachel and Randy and their lovely dog, let's talk about ad advertisements. <laughs> Absolutely. Do you think Rachel and... <laughs> Never mind. I'm not going to make that joke. Um, okay. This episode of Battleship Pretension is sponsored by Mubi a curated online cinema that brings its members a hand-picked selection of the best independent, international, and classic films. Every day, movies curators introduce a new title, and you have 30 days to watch it. That means there's always 30 wonderful films to enjoy, all for only $4.99 a month. Plus, when you use their mobile apps, you can download films to watch offline. There are a lot of great movies available right now. Among them, the short film Buffalo Juggalos, the experimental ex- exploration of diehard fans of the insane clown posse, otherwise known as Juggalos. Yeah. Uh, there and is the also- men who service them sexually, the <laughs> Buffalo Juggalo Juggalos. <laughs> oh, I wish. Uh, now I'm just going to feel disappointed that's not in there. Uh, there is also a special offer for listeners of Battleship Pretension. You can try Mubi free for a month. Just go to Mubi.com, that's M-U-B-I dot com slash pretension to redeem now. Or you can click on the ad at BattleshipPretension.com to get there. Um, now, to leap right back into what we were talking about, which is Christmas cards. Okay. I wanted to bring something up, and I don't know if this is a source of embarrassment for you, Tyler, so I forget. Um, but you and Jenny do a yearly newsletter, which I appreciate. Uh, we have not done the newsletter itself in probably a couple of years. Is that right? Yeah. Well, get back on it, because I like it. But I'm always reminded of, I guess, a few years ago, and I don't know if this is why you stopped, but you were concerned because everyone kept assuming that it was Jenny who was writing the newsletter when yeah. it was you. Yeah. Did that bother you? A little bit. <laughs> for for two reasons. A, uh, between the two of us, I'm the writer, but people... But that's the other thing, is people just assume, well, surely the wife would do this kind of and, thing. And this is, I want our guest's opinion. If you yeah. got a typed Christmas, like a newsletter with a typed, or sorry, a Christmas card with a typed newsletter yeah. oh. updating you. This is what the Smiths did this last year. Right, this is what went on in our lives last year. Would you assume, without thinking, that the wife was the one who did the newsletter? Because apparently uh, uh, that's what was happening with Tyler, is people kept assuming that Jenny was writing this newsletter. Yeah. Oh, uh, would I assume? I, I, um, I guess so. 
yeah, I think you, I, I think because you confronted me with it, and I was like, yeah, I guess I just assumed it was. Yeah, it I was guess Jenny, so. And I, know I don't, you I don't see. I know most other because I don't see men giving a crap about that stuff. Uh, but I enjoy, I enjoy basically everything Christmas. Um, but after a certain, <laughs> after a certain point, um, the reason that we stopped is that like our lives looked very similar from one year to the next, and it just <laughs> like it was it was going to be hard to just t- it was going to be hard to just type. Yeah, uh, more of the same. <laughs> you should put that on your bio. I basically enjoy everything Christmas. It's a very uh, lukewarm sort of appraisal of the holiday. You think so? I, I love I, everything Christmas. I, but you see, yeah, but you said basically. I, oh, okay. <laughs> I essentially, yeah. But I think the idea was I wanted to, I basically love, I should have hit love harder. Like, you can sum up my feelings towards everything Christmas with basically love. Okay. I love it. Almost all of it. Now that I think about it, oh okay. Because every once in a while, there's something that's just there's a like some new Christmas song that's super produced and horrible. I tend not to like that, but you know, I like. like, uh, What about the Paul McCartney? uh, Simply having a wonderful Christmas time. Not only my least favorite Christmas song, it might be my least favorite song in the history of music. People seem to really jump on the bandwagon of hating that song, and I think it's because of the way that he is manipulating the syllables. Oh, why? Into what the cadence, like into the melody. I think it just, it's cacophonous to some people. Like, what is it? It's sort of like how, you know, how 10% of the population tastes cilantro different from everyone else. I don't know if you know that. I did not know that. But like when someone says, oh, I hate cilantro, don't be like, ah, that person's just a picky eater. There's a good chance that their taste, but they're one of the 10% of people to whom cilantro tastes like soap as opposed to like delicious cilantro like we know. It's okay. a weird thing and it's a true thing. Okay. And I think there are, there's a certain segment of the population to whom simply having a wonderful Christmas time just sounds like a billion cats scratching on chalkboards because of the way that he's manipulating the syllables. What In what word? Uh, he, well, he says, simply having... Oh, I, like, oh. It drives me crazy. Um, Every time and, he does that? Yeah. You know what? I don't oh, so, even, he's, so he's bluesing it up a little bit. I, I guess that's what it is. Simply But then having, he stretches out simply what? and heaven. But then A Wonderful Christmas Time, it's almost like, oh, shit, I ran out of room in this bar <laughs> of the song, and now I have to, like, Well, that's weird, because he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to add those, simply having a and wonderful that, Christmas time. And uh, that's, but, what but I, he, that's what I hear when I hear it. And I find, yeah. I find the, the song to be mostly insipid, of course, but I do find it catchy, uh, oddly oh, enough. Oh, it's catchy in the worst way. Yeah, maybe that's the. Yeah, maybe that's have you, the issue. who's watched too many cooks this past week? Uh, like everyone, how, how many times <laughs> have you watched too many cooks? No, have I've you watched heard it of this? Uh, yes, I've I've seen people talk about it. Uh, it's pretty fantastic, but the song that runs essentially for eleven minutes straight, I haven't been able to get it out of my head. Yeah, like I got it. What is it? What is too many cooks? It's uh, hard to explain. It's, it is. It's a, I mean, it's a short film, I guess. Yeah. It aired on the Adult Swim network with no prior. Uh, advertisement or yeah. warning at four o'clock in the morning. Yeah, and I guess the basic premise of this this doesn't give away like much of what it is. Not at all. The basic premise is that it's the opening titles for a sitcom called yeah. Too Many Cooks that keeps and going. The joke is that there's too many. Like it's a cook family called the Cooks. Yeah, there's so many of them that oh, yeah. they keep getting introduced. That the, yeah, yeah, the opening yeah. titles just keep on going. Keeps, <laughs> but but, but it goes it, places from there. Yeah. That, are, that I don't want to give away and wouldn't want to try to explain. Yeah. I'll, anyway, the I'll give away is that song is in my in my head. As it should be. Uh, I'll give away a little bit of it that won't even do it justice once again, which is after a certain point, because uh, <laughs> the the way the credits are presented, 
you feel as though you're watching uh, like Full House or Family Matters, one of those TGIF shows from the, the early 90s. It feels like that. But then it actually takes a turn. And, it, and though the song is the same, uh, they start to incorporate different types of credit sequences, like the opening credits from, for Roseanne, and then Law and & Order, and then right. other things. G.I. Joe. And then G.I. Joe. Yeah, it, it gets animated at one point. Yeah, so... <laughs> but that's not even... And then it goes places yeah. that I will not say, anyway, but it's worth watching. But I, people have been talking about too many cooks. My point was that it's uh, that song is stuck in my head, but I'm not putting it's not going to make my top ten singles of 2014 list <laughs> just because a song gets stuck in your head. It might make my list of top ten things of 2014, <laughs> but just because a song is catchy and gets stuck in your head doesn't make it a good song. In right. fact, many times it's the opposite of the case. Top. That's a weird list. Top ten things. Of oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? It doesn't even suggest that you like them. Yeah, new just, shoes. Yeah. too many cooks. <laughs> four cheese whopper. Top those things. ten. Uh, stuff <laughs> that's I did have that thought because uh, I enjoy making lists of, of things and I remember one time I made a joke about how much I love the ACDC song shoot to thrill saying that it is it makes my list of top 10 things uh-huh. uh, number one being God two being my wife three being my friends four being movies <laughs> five being shoot to thrill <laughs> Six being all other music. Uh, Where's your wife? What was that? It's Where's your point. wife in there? Uh, she's second. Oh, so, what was the first one? God, sorry. Oh, oh okay. All right. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't apologize. <laughs> I, should, I should probably sell it better than that. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, and so um, and but that joke led me to think: if I were to rank everything, and my mind for about five minutes went completely insane because every new because then i thought well it's not merely because okay right now i'm looking at my riddler wall okay so there's each individual fig uh, action figure then there's the concept of action figures then there's the boxing like the way the the package uh, the packaging of each individual figure then there's the concept of the riddler those are all separate things that i would have to rank if i decided to rank everything and then i realized oh this is how a person could indeed go insane and it was actually quite in- invigorating to me and i thought if i was rich and i had nothing else to do i would go about ranking everything in the world according to my preference <laughs> but when a new thing came along you would i got no- i got to re-rank it I gotta, you know, but you wouldn't be able to, you wouldn't be able to give it a fair shake, you know. Like you've been using combs your whole life. That's true. And then a new thing gets invented, and suddenly you're going to shove it into the list without, without, yeah. without thirty something years of experience. I'll go you one better. The idea of having to re-rank something and re-rank <laughs> that specific thing would then itself have to be ranked. It goes pretty deep, and this is how a rich person could go insane. But you saw Foxcatcher. Uh-huh, I did. Um, that's not why he went insane. But, okay. Um, what so, kind of what kind of rich person do you think you would be, Matt? I think about this a lot because, and I'm gonna answer my question while I give you time to think about what kind of rich person you would be. I think I don't think I would be a complete monster, right? I think I would give to charity a lot. Right. I think I would have a, a modest house. I wouldn't completely extra a, 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 what's the word? I'm extract myself from the rest of society. But I do think I might turn into a bit of an asshole. Um. I consider myself kind of rich, okay. Because oh. I'm, I'm because you have friends and family, rich in spirit. <laughs> well, in that I, uh, I probably shouldn't say that, but I, I, I 
I'm able to make my living, uh-huh. you know, doing, you know what I mean? I'm not wealthy, certainly. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't own a house yeah. or anything like that, but I don't have to have like a, some awful day job, at least not right now. I may one day, right. but, uh, I guess if I were a really, really wealthy person, I would travel a lot. You know, I would, mm-hmm. I would, but do you think it would change? Do you think it'd be, oh, it'd oh change my personality? Person. Um, I, at this point, no, I, I don't think so. I don't think there'd be a big difference. I, I'm of the opinion, not unlike uh, in the film, there will be blood. Uh, I do think that I don't think I don't think wealth changes a person. I think wealth just allows who they are to just be magnified. But I say, I say I think it does change a person because it you know, I, I said that I wouldn't completely extract myself from society. But when you become wealthy to a certain extent. You, right, you're you not become a part of a different society than you are used to. You are not as accountable to other people as, and probably as not people. as as aware of other people. Yeah, that's you how know? you wind up as a Norma Desmond, uh-huh. uh, which there's a there's a fame quality to that as well. But when I, you and I did an episode forever ago about movies about wealth, uh-huh. and I talked about Norma Desmond, I talked about Daniel Plainview, um, uh, the Von Bulos from Reversal of Fortune. Um, and it's just, it's very interesting, uh, to look at those and just think like these are, well, Plainview is a monster. Uh, <laughs> Norma Desmond is insane. Uh, whereas I feel like the Von Bulos, of course, based on real people, uh, are just, just miserable. You, you know? know, who didn't deal well with wealth that well at all was that Scarface guy. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, he really got in over his head, didn't he? Yeah. Well, and that's, you know, that's, uh, I mean, cause he, well, he got the money cause he doesn't have, oh, okay. Yeah. He got the power. Mm-hmm. He got the women and he didn't know where else to go from there. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah. Then he's like, what? Then I buy a bigger machine gun. Exactly. Yeah. Then I, you know, then I buy a mountain of cocaine. <laughs> right. To just, to lay in he every had, night. Yeah. He, he had essentially, he had an entire lifetime ahead of him and he had essentially like an 18 month plan. <laughs> and then he just went insane after that. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. We all have that plan. We all want to get the money. Then we all want to get the power. Then we all want to get the women. But we all, we assume that that is what will happen over the course of the next 50 years or so. He got it like that. Lickety split. Lickety split. And he didn't know what to do with it. That's the thing. You know, you don't want to peak too early. Like Scarface. You got a plan, Scarface. <laughs> you know, that, that's what, that's the character that I would add to that movie is a lawyer. Some kind of, uh. I don't know, like an accountant kind yeah. of a guy, like a Charles Groves, just showed up. It's like, you know, if I if I were running this business, I uh, are you you're doing specifically I, Charles Groves from Dave from Dave, yeah. right? Uh, he says, yeah, I think so. If I yeah, ran my business this way, I'd be but also business. the spirit of Midnight Run as well. It's like, uh, um, uh, you know, you're just uh, you're just in it for the money. And I, uh, <laughs> I uh, no, I, this is no way to run a business. That, I spent, I think, like a lot of Americans, I spend way too much time thinking about what I would be like, what I would do if I were. Wealthy, mm-hmm. no, I will almost certainly never become wealthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is why I am sympathetic towards famous people because if I had a ton of money, I think I would still try to do my like pump my own gas, do my own grocery shopping mm-hmm. as a way of as a safeguard against becoming an asshole. Mm-hmm. But if you're famous, you can't do that. If I if right, I had yeah, a lot yeah. of money, I would travel and do stand up comedy wherever I wanted. Right, but, but and, and yeah. I'm talking about divey places that I'm not making any money in, yeah. and I wouldn't have to make money in because I'm very wealthy in this scenario. Right? Yes. But this right. is not what I'm getting at. What I'm getting at is the times between stand up, between sets when you're living yeah. your life. Yes, how does it affect just just the you that is Mad Champagne? How do you get affected by the way your life changes with a shit ton of money? Would you would you still yeah? Would you well, still do I your own grocery shop? I I can see. For me, I mean, like, when I 
went from being a temp mm -hmm. to getting that first pilot where I started to make to me that was wealthy that was I right. went from have, needing a day job to not needing one uh -huh. yeah and so how did that change me I got lazy <laughs> I got lazy <laughs> I got complacent basically huh you know what I mean yeah. uh, you would think okay I got all this money let's get to work and it's like that was that wasn't it it's like <sighs> I, I got See, I'd be afraid of that I got I got this yeah no I mean I would definitely now I would do it differently yeah. Now, like if I came into a, another windfall or something like that, I, I've I've done it, and I've you know what I've done it a couple times where I'll I'll get some job that will provide. You know what I mean? Yeah. And instead of going, all right, let's do something creative with this. You know what I mean? And I've been like, you know what? I'm gonna go get some ramen right now. <laughs> I'm gonna get some some. I don't know. I'm gonna eat out. Yeah. You know I'm gonna. <laughs> to take a nap well because it's that idea of you don't have to do it right exactly like my uh my father-in-law just recently retired and i started thinking about that like what do i do when i'm like if i don't do anything like i don't know what my life will become like so if i ever if i go that path and retire at 65 or whatever i'm gonna want to like learn how to build a boat or something like i have to do something with my with my time i mean my day job is such that i mean i can kind of take time off whenever I want, but of course I can't afford to do that very often. But last Christmas, uh, I, um, I decided to take the week of Christmas off and, but I was also staying home and I'd never done that before. And so I was just here, but wasn't working. And that was glorious for about two days, yeah. maybe three. And then suddenly I started to feel a little antsy, especially cause I work from home and it's just like, if I just go into my office, I can just start working now. Yeah. And I just felt restless. Yeah. And it was, it was crazy. Yeah. Because I never, because, you know, you tell yourself that, oh, it would just be wonderful, you know, like an office space. It'd be wonderful to just do nothing. And then you get the opportunity to do nothing and you actually find, oh, you know what? I actually do. I feel like I need to occupy myself somehow. Admittedly, what I, what I wound up doing was catching up on a lot of movies at the end of the year, which is the best time to do it. Um, but still, I felt <clears throat> so unproductive. What I found from series from long periods of unemployment when I was uh, first moved to Los Angeles, I'd be unemployed for a couple months at a time, and I would find that I need I need a schedule because if I don't have a job or someplace to be yeah. or something to be accountable to, yeah. there's nothing to stop me. There's nothing to make me go to bed at any reasonable hour, and there's also nothing to stop me from opening up a beer at eleven o'clock in the morning because it's like <laughs> this isn't going to interfere with anything I have to do today. Like I was just going to watch you should Sports never, Center or whatever. You should never go to like one of those places where it's sunny all day. That would just destroy you. <laughs> right up, and, up, get, up in Alaska. Yeah, yeah, I would hate that. That would, you know what? That would kind of get me as well. As much as I enjoy, as much as I enjoy the night, uh, I do enjoy the uh, just the separation uh -huh. and knowing that okay, well, I know, I know what the ex it's dark out. I know at least what to expect from the world as a result. Um, like I was, I recently reviewed the original uh, Insomnia for the website, which I had seen before, and of course I've seen the the remake a few times. And is that with the hands coming out of the walls? Wait. What? I'm, I'm, okay, I'm, I guess I'm. You're thinking that. of a uh, Day of the Dead. That's a dream. <laughs> that's a dream sequence. No, there's a who's the who's the uh, guy that uh, had to leave America because you did untoward things with a, Roman Polanski. You're thinking okay. of a repulsion. Oh, okay, sorry. Okay, okay. Repulsion. Um, yeah. Odd that you bring that up. Uh, we'll get to the sponsor in a moment. And right. so, um, <laughs> is it Roman Polanski? 
It's, you, you, kind of, you probably should have run that by me. Yeah, sorry. Or is it Stephen Collins? <laughs> uh, the two of them are working together on yes, the project. Yes, now. you know why? Because they have to. <laughs> Those are the only two people that will work with one another. Um, so, um, oh man, how horrifying. What was I going to say? Insomnia. Oh yeah. And so there's a scene where the character is, uh, you know, sort of stalking around and he has to try to find a way to like get a bullet, uh, a spent cartridge. And so he ducks into an alley and I'm just, just looking, thinking it's broad daylight. You're not sneaking. Why are you sneaking around? Someone's going to see you. And then you realize, oh, well, it's like, it's 1am people are asleep. And I thought, yeah, but can't you just, anybody could think, well, it's daytime. So my, Wait, my I don't hours... understand. How can it be daylight at one a.m.? That's the whole because point of that's the, movie, the whole deal. It takes place that... up in like northern Alaska. Yeah. Oh, oh, the sun oh. doesn't set. Yeah. Oh. So, uh, and then I just thought, yeah, but the rest of the world still operates on the regular hours, and so people still go to bed at eleven or and what wake year, up at eight. What year did that movie? What year was the original was? I think ninety-seven, oh, and then the new one was two thousand two. But uh, who's in the first one? Stellan Skarsgård. Oh. Okay, okay, okay. All right. And then the new one is Al Pacino. Aren't there pieces of the original Nosferatu where it's clearly daylight? Oh he's yeah, he's walking yeah. around outside and it's daylight. Yeah, and then they yeah. would then they uh, would paint those blue, and then the ones that are nighttime, they would shoot them. All, they would shoot everything during the day. Oh. But uh, then stuff that was supposed to be nighttime, those would be that would be blue, and then the stuff that was during the daytime would be yellow. And then I think the stuff that was indoors was just yeah, uh, was untreated. But the he, the vampire, is walking around in the in the daylight in that movie. Well, but you know the actor wasn't yeah. a vampire. Yeah, I yes, did. I know, I know. But I, I this I, vampires are not supposed to be out in the daylight. Yeah, but he's not the, in the in the reality of the character. It's not in the reality of the movie. It's nighttime. Okay, but it does not at all look like nighttime. But it's blue, and blue is nighttime, and yellow is daytime. All right. You got to go with it. You just got to go with it. I don't like going with it. <laughs> <laughs> what have you seen lately? Yeah, that's the question. Uh, in the movies, in the theaters. Whatever. Or at home, on Netflix, perhaps. Uh, shall I read this list? Yeah, you got a Netflix uh, Can I your list. No, it you? is. The... Okay, all right. Uh, shall I yell it from across the <laughs> Okay, room? let's see what sure. you've all seen right. recently. Okay. All right. This is a fun game. Yeah. Uh, Ringu. Ringu. Ringu, saw that. All right. It's a good one. Um, I haven't. Uh, let's see. Oh, the original Manchurian Candidate. That's a great movie. Good great one. movie. Horrors Glory. Uh, a documentary about prostitutes. He said prostitutes. Okay. Yes. I don't know if anyone can hear anything. So you've seen okay. Ringu. Yes. You've seen. Uh, that's the original Ring. You've seen the original, the Manchurian Candidate. Uh, you've Cassidy seen Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Wait, you let me. I I, I need to make sure to make mention of Horrors Glory. Yeah, okay. that's important. Which is a documentary about. Yeah. You saw the original Horrors Glory. The original, <laughs> yes. Not the remake uh, with Al Pacino. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. The Sundance Kid. <laughs> you son of a bitch. The, I don't remember what this one is. Hold What's on. it called? Um, the House I Live In. I saw that. The House I Live In is a documentary about the war on drugs. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. That was good. Uh, pro, the, pro or con? Of, the Bridge on the River Kwai. That's a classic, good one. Classic, classic, Bridge on the River Kwai. Um, uh, stories okay, we tell. Okay, once upon a time in America. Uh huh. I think it's a bit overrated. Yeah, I don't love it. It's a bit bloated. You see the my one star there. Oh yeah, I oh. didn't see the good. Good. Okay, come back. Wait, here. Hold on, come you back said, here now. And you had uh, stories we tell there. Yeah. What was what was that? 
that's a, the one that Sarah Polly uh, directed about her oh, family. Oh, yeah. You that, didn't like it? I loved no, it. No, no, no. I, I liked it. I just felt it just bummed me out. Yeah. Right, right. Did you see Stories We Tell? I did not. I wanted to. It's something. Like it. It's one that I feel like I have to emotionally prepare for. Um, and unfortunately, these days, I don't have time to emotionally prepare myself for much. So I've been seeing a lot of, uh, a lot of fluff. Um, let's talk. Let's go. I, I want to let's try and talk. Go in can order. we, can I want we talk about talk? Ringu? Oh, you actually. want, oh, okay. All right. Um, but first, should we do another ad? Sure. Um, we, pull this up I would like to get to once upon a time in America. Oh, we'll okay. get there. That's fine. We'll get there. Okay. Here we go. Ready? Yep. All right. This episode is brought to you by the double feature podcast this week, talking about repulsion and compliance. Now, I've not seen Repulsion, but I'm a big fan of Compliance, so I'm eager to see what they have, or hear, rather, what they have to say about the film. Upcoming episodes include conversations about Hannah and her sisters, The Third Man, and Looper. To listen to this and past episodes, just click on the link at BattleshipPretension.com. You can also find at BattleshipPretension.com a link to TweakedAudio.com, and that's where you find professional quality earbuds in a variety of stylish styles and colorful colors. That's at TweakedAudio.com. Uh, they're at a low, low price, but if you go to TweakedAudio.com slash pretension, you get that already low, low price, one-third off, and no shipping charges. So you know, Tweaked Audio, go ahead. You know, I feel like maybe we shouldn't even tell them about TweakedAudio.com. We should just tell them about TweakedAudio.com slash pretension. Cause I want them to know that tweakedaudio.com is a great thing to begin with. Yeah. I want to let them know that as friends of ours, but what they, if some get, people, they get an extra discount. At first, I thought you were going to say, we're going to be discussing the, discussing the concepts of um, repulsion and compliance. Okay, we're oh, on to a different not, ad. Yeah, that's, oh, that's not getting, up to us. Yeah. You're getting the uh, chocolate right. and the peanut butter. Or yeah, yeah. Um, if we talk about it, then people have no reason to listen to our sponsor. Tweakedaudio.com slash pretension. Okay, you were saying about compulsion and repliance. I, I've seen one of those. I saw. I saw. Hang compul- on, you just said compulsion and repliance. <laughs> Did I? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's frustrating because compulsion is an actual word. Right. So. <laughs> compliance. I've seen. Okay. Repulsion. I refer- have. You referenced it earlier. <laughs> Did I? About the hands coming out of the wall. Oh. Okay. Oh. All right. All right. Yes. 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 I've seen both of these movies. That's yeah, very exciting. Both good movies. Um, let me see. Compliance is intriguing to me because, uh, of course, here's the thing. And I talk about this whenever I'm on this podcast is that whenever I see a movie that's based on a real mm-hmm. event, I always just want would much rather see a documentary. Mm-hmm. So I started reading stories about that, <clears throat> that happening of yeah, a guy yeah. calling up fast food <laughs> yeah. restaurants yeah. and getting away with some really crazy awful stuff yeah and also who he was they they caught they found a guy yeah. he, he denied it of course but you know it was clearly him you know <laughs> <laughs> they just they just looked at the glasses he was wearing and his wispy mustache and they're like i think we got him um no he was uh he had a family i mean he was like you oh know my. he was doing some really awful awful stuff and, and we had we had pat on the show oh uh, did right, you wow yeah, yeah uh, several times he's, yeah that's a, why i went because I'm, yeah. I'm you know i work with pat and I yeah know him and, and he's he's great i think he's great in the film um yeah. but i believe he said that of course i mean he researched the 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 cases as well and i think he said the guy actually wound up aside from impersonating a police officer yeah but aside from that he didn't really make anybody do anything so I right. think he got in trouble, obviously, impersonating a police officer is a big deal. Yes. But as far like he wasn't really held responsible for any of the stuff. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I've lost my mic. Go ahead. 
He didn't, he didn't he, really get anybody to do anything. Right. Like, he didn't force them at what? gunpoint. I wasn't <laughs> looking over it. What just happened? I'm trying to I'm thought, trying to sit back in my chair as far as I can and get the mic as close to me as I can. But I, I honestly know. thought it's, that, it's like... It's sitting on the table. I, I thought I, that the mic, like, shocked you or something. No, no, no. It. I'm... I was pulling it towards me, and the thing about gravity is, yeah. if you uh, and the fact that you were holding your beer while that was happening, yeah. I couldn't help but make a connection between the two. Well, um, yeah, I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not even halfway through with this. By the way, for those listening at home, I'm I'm drinking a beer that is about a, a three feet tall. <laughs> um, what was which, I saying? Oh yeah, so. Uh, so yeah, compliance, which immediately I almost said compulsion. Damn it, David. Yes. Um, yeah, it's a film that I thought was so wonderful. And one thing that Pat said, and it's it's something that I've had to wrestle with uh, with the film, is that it sounds like you when you watch that movie, you think surely this couldn't happen. Right. There's no way it could happen. Right. And I know Pat said this, and, and other people said it's like yes, but it did happen. And I remember thinking yeah. like, yes, but when you're when you're writing something and you're scripting something, you even if you are doing something verbatim for, for the you know that is a representation of the actual event, I feel like you have an extra responsibility to work that much harder to convince us this is a thing that could happen. Just, like to say, well, and I love compliance; I think it's wonderful, and I don't yeah. think there's necessarily a flaw, but I think this is something that happens with a lot of movies that are based on true stories that seem unlikely. People will say but they have that character in there that like, yeah. kind of yeah, is, is, is the audience. Yeah, there are basically having incredulous characters makes all the difference in the world. But I think there really was an incredulous character in the story in, in the story, like in the, in the real happening. Of Just it. one guy who says, hey, wait a second. <laughs> exactly. Uh, this seems a bit off. I yeah. feel like cops wouldn't do this. Right? Exactly. Why aren't the cops here? Yeah. Why, if you know so much. And just where the, are they? And just the, the, the thing that so like that's a character that's very important to sell the reality. But I think there's a lot of uh, movies that say they just they say inspired by a true story at the top and they just say like, OK, that'll be enough. People will believe it based on that. It's like, no, you still you still have to sell this to me, even if it actually happened. You still need to convince me it happened. And I think that compliance is one of those movies. Yeah, that, uh, does it. I think it does it fairly well, but even then, like even as I'm watching it, yeah. I have a hard time believing it because, of course, you don't want to believe that such a thing could happen. Yeah, I I was a little kind of not uncomfortable, but whatever about the casting of the of the girl, and mm. she's so hot, you know what yeah. I mean? She's so pretty, yeah. and it's it's a little like I, I do like did, it didn't. Like if you if you you felt like you the, were watching a Hollywood actor, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and I was. Right, yeah. I don't. I can't remember her name. Dreama and she was Walker. great. What's that? Dreama Walker. Yeah. Dreama. Yeah, yeah. I, she's not. She's not untalented. I'm not saying she's a bad actress. Yeah, she's or very good. Like that. She's that she's film. very good. But she's I not just a good wife. I just felt like all right, this is a very very pretty girl who's you know getting slowly I, naked in the back of this yeah. <laughs> fast food. I do think they do a pretty good job of like making her up in a way that because, you know, there are genuinely attractive men and women in every in the Midwest in everyday life and all that. And I think they do a pretty good job of like as far as fashion choices and makeup choices, making her seem like a person that is not out of Hollywood. Um, But but the the point of that crime, though, mm -hmm. in in real life is that the guy that perpetrated that did not give a crap about Mm -hmm. how anyone looked. Yeah, it was a complete it would blind power trip you know it's like i'm gonna see what i can get away with yeah and i felt like casting a really pretty actress kind of 
it kind of suggests that the person on the other end of that phone is like, I drove by this yeah. this restaurant, saw a really pretty cashier. Yeah. I'm going to see what I can get away with here. You know yeah. what I mean? It would have been I, that, interesting okay, if she... By the way, been... and in saying that, that's the way my head works. I don't, yeah. I don't, I'm not saying that you should you know, cast whoever you want to cast. I just, if you, if you, I, as soon as I see a movie like uh, Compliance and it's based and they, of course, uh, at the end of the movie, they put a, whatever you call it, a cryon or the text on the screen saying, basically saying to the audience, for those of you that didn't buy this, this is based on a real, yeah. you know, really kind of kind of like, all right. Uh-huh. And if you're like me, you immediately go home and you start reading about it. And yeah. you just keep reading about it. And yeah. I watched the, I think, 2020 or Nightline, Dateline or something like that did a story on it. Yeah. And the girl that it really happened to, and guess what? Looks nothing like a. And of course, she doesn't have to. Yeah, she doesn't have to. She she does not. I don't want to say that. You know mean, what? That but is, she. You know what I mean? She's not. She was not. The actress playing this part was clearly. They wanted a. They wanted a pretty actress, and I don't. I don't. Oh, that is a very interesting point to make because I hope I'm not casting, being crass. I don't. I, and, and, and if I am, I, I am. I guess, but I. I don't think so. I think it's a real point that in this film that is ostensibly about real people and they cast, I mean, I think the cast uniformly is great. Yeah. And they're, they're character actors and stuff. But for this young girl, well, she doesn't have to be attractive. But I think maybe by making her, by making her look, by, by casting somebody that is very attractive and and Hollywood attractive, yeah. maybe they're using an oppor- maybe they're using that opportunity to sort of comment on the way we look at attractive uh, women in movies and that kind of thing. Maybe uh, I don't know. Don't David, know. what do you think of this? <laughs> well, I, I don't. I, I um, are, we, are we are we down a uh, an attractive actress wormhole right here? Are we that we're trying to get out of, or is it? Well, what? look, I don't see that sort of thing. You know, when I watch the movie, I just see the talent on the screen. Yeah. It's, um, like, it's like that guy that got naked, he, you know, that uh, uh, that ugly guy. No, um, but I do wonder to, to Tyler's point if part of the idea is, because like you said, the guy on the phone didn't actually do anything other than impersonate a police officer. He right. suggested things. And would the men or the, you know, the, there's a, a point early in the movie when... Uh, the the older woman, not not, I mean, older than the lead. She's not a, yeah, yeah. She's endowed, she's not an yeah. a, a elderly woman, but older than the than the uh, lead um, young woman. Uh, tries to talk to Dreamer Walker's character about um, her relationship with her boyfriend and like and sexting or whatever, and gets kind of mocked for it. Yeah. And so I'm wondering, would this woman, uh, would, would this woman's actions and also the actions of the men? who do things or, uh, you know, have things done, whatever, persuade her to do things, are they in part motivated by their feelings toward this young, pretty girl? Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, at one point, like, the the quote-unquote cop says, well, why don't you do that? Why don't you perform this sexual act on this guy? And maybe the guy himself wouldn't have, it's possible he wouldn't have wanted that. Right. You know? We don't actually hear him say that. Uh, no, we don't, but it's, I think, yeah, I don't quite recall. It's been a while since I've seen it. But well, because, yeah. sorry, I, just, I, I've, I haven't seen it since the, since the theater, but I remember, the, yeah, the main sort of culmination of the things that are done to her, we don't actually see the suggestion. We see 
Right. We see her doing it um, sort of obliquely. Uh, but before that, the sexual act that happens before that mm-hmm. is not the guy on the phone. It's not the cop's idea. It's the other guy who's in the room with her. Oh, the fiance idea. of yeah, the manager. who has yeah. the idea about, I think it's about like spanking her or something. That, that and marriage. Pat Healy says it's like the darkest and funniest line in the movie because he's making a sandwich while it's happening. Yeah. Yes. And you like the other guy comes with the idea about spanking her and he says, great, let's do that then. And yes. he takes a big bite <laughs> of the sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh, it's awful. Yeah, so that's anyway, a, but that's to, to my point. It's it, uh, it's coming from. It's yeah. you can't just blame Pat's character and say this is the bad guy in the movie. A bunch of people made bad decisions, and maybe in part they're motivated yeah. towards uh, assumptions or biases. And there have uh, also been famous experiments yeah. about uh, that were run like this. I don't know the specifics of them, but I, I think well, if you bring up the Stanford Prison Experiment, we have a listener who's gonna. Oh, you get very upset. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's why I, I almost prefaced it by saying, I don't know a lot about it, but wait, uh, why why will they get upset? I guess uh, this, I, I can't, I brought up the standard. Because it's misused as, a, as an example. No, I think of, this guy's, he put, did he email us or did he comment on the website? I think he commented on the I website. I think he commented, yeah. Uh, and I actually like if he's listening to get more information, but basically the Stanford prison experiment, he had some problems with the way that. That prison, that experiment was carried out, and that you can't trust that data, and that it was yeah. somewhat um, unethical the way that it was hmm. it was done. Interesting. Yeah. Is that what he? Isn't that? What I think it was said? something like yeah. that. It's been a while since we talked about it, but uh, anyway. But yeah. yeah, what an odd, what an odd way to go. We were going to talk about Ringu a moment ago, and we wound up talking about compliance. Yeah, Ringu. Oh, Ringu. Uh, okay, so have you seen The Ring? I I the have. Korbinski film. Yeah. Now, I like I like them both. Okay. But I, I think Ringu is scarier. Because of the fact that it doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, I feel like Gore Verbinski had to sacrifice some scares to make the movie actually have a story. I got to be very honest with you. I uh-huh. was uh, playing my guitar and texting and, and t- <laughs> tweeting. And, okay, so it would not have during, made any sense during, to you either. So if you thought that the movie didn't make movie. any sense, I must have missed something. No, it doesn't make any sense. It literally doesn't make any sense at all. I don't... I, I guess the thing I liked about it was that it was about VHS tapes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, li- I liked that retro. It should be called retro. Not uh-huh. ring. <laughs> Good one. Good one. Well done. Well done. Chalk one up for Matt there. <laughs> By the way, one. <laughs> That's the one I get. Uh, yeah. There's a tape. You're not supposed to watch it. Yeah. If you do watch it, you're going to die. Yeah. That's the deal. Who calls you? The phone rings and someone says you're going to die. I don't remember. I Who saw the ring you? once. I thought it was very creepy. Oh, is there? There is a phone call. There's I forgot about call. that. I just remember the girl coming out of the well and then coming out of the television. Yeah, like the phone rings, and I think the person just says seven days, right, or something like that. Uh, it's been a on long the other time. on the other end. And then, but then there's the, we find out the backstory of the psychic. There was a psychic involved, and I don't, I just, I, I don't remember. It's a, it's an odd mythology because it makes you wonder everything about oh, this girl, you know, she like she drowned in this well or whatever, and you just think, why does it? What does any of that have to do with the tape <laughs> or the phone? What does that have to do with technology at all? And what's with this horse? The horse what's is only this? in the remake. Now, there's, okay, there's yeah. not a horse is in the Ringo. remake better? I mean, is it? Does it? I, I never think, saw the original, um, and not just because it's in English. Thank you. <laughs> um, I don't know. If, no, I don't know that it's. Thanks for better. putting things in English for me. <laughs> Appreciate it. I do like the ring, though. <laughs> I do. I like it a lot, and that. And you I know like what? That horse part. Yeah. How come, how come they didn't call it the Ringu? I, I want, does Ringu mean the ring? In I, don't, ja- I don't know. I don't speak Japanese. I don't know. Maybe but you I know put a U on the end of it. My friends had a volleyball uh, 
uh, video game that was a, yeah. a Japanese and 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 if you played somebody, it, you died no, seven, later, no, no, seven somebody, days later. If somebody did a spike, uh-huh. the characters would go nice a spiku. Okay. Which I don't think is proper Japanese. <laughs> it very well might be. Nice a spiku. It so does. I think, I think. I'm not. I don't want to comment. I'm not liking this voice. Um, but that's what it sounded like. Look, I'm just telling you. What I'm just doing an impression of what I remember hearing. But the, no, I, what I'm talking about is the adding of the ooh onto. Things. It does right, sound right. like. But what if someone said said, "Hey, I just watched the ring," and then someone else says. Oh, that was based on a Japanese film. What was it called? I don't know, Ringu or something. I don't know. <laughs> right. like it's it it's like when it's, somebody but they'd be right. They would be right, but it yeah. does sound. It's like uh, it's like if you said, "Oh, I saw this uh, this Spanish film," and uh, and then you just say the English title, but you add an O at the end or right. something like right, that. Right, right, right. But uh, it ju- it does sound it sounds too perfect <laughs> to be true. It sounds borderline offensive. So get with the program, Japanese. Hmm. Yeah, you heard right. it. <laughs> you you Wait, heard it here um, in Japan. Do we have any Japanese listeners? I'm sure we do. <laughs> but we don't anymore. I'm yeah, sure, that, that's sure true. Do. Yeah. Um, After you were talking about that volleyball thing. Nice as Spiku. That's uh, <laughs> look. Look, I. Well, you know the you know the movie The Grudge. Uh oh! I put that on my well, the, list. The Japanese original of that is not. It's not called Grudju. <laughs> it's called Juon. Like okay, what's the like Korean- get, like get your Juon. What's the Korean? Oh, geez. Geez. Okay, okay. What's the Korean movie about? Mm. There's a there's a killer, okay, yeah. and he's doing his bad stuff, and uh. then there's a guy that gets back at the killer, but doesn't kill him. He he like slowly, like tor- like revenge sort of tortures him and and does worse things oh, to him that, um, than he was doing. I didn't see it. If it's the one I'm thinking of, is it called like I saw? I saw. I saw the devil. I, I saw the devil. Oh, maybe. The yeah, devil. yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe. I saw that like a couple years ago. Okay. Instant well, get ready. Get ready for the American remake. It's being done now okay. by the guys who made your next and the guest. That's right. Yes. All right. Which I'm kind of excited about, but up to a point. Um, and incidentally, real quick, uh, this is not a sponsor, but uh, one of our one of the other podcasts in the fleet. I do movies badly. Uh, Jim recently had on friend of the show Tim Buell, and Buell. 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 Yeah. Uh, and um, they are going to... And uh, Tim recommended three movies that fall under the subgenre of South Korean revenge film. So that's... And one of that, them is I Saw the Devil. I don't know if that's actually true. I haven't listened to that episode yet. But okay. uh, but that is a... a, a, su- a it's interesting. That's a very specific subgenre. But there's enough movies in it that it now qualifies as right. a subgenre, which yeah. I find fascinating. I've hmm. seen... Um, what's his name? Who did Old Boy? He did a Revenge trilogy. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance, and then Old La- Boy, Lady Vengeance, and then Lady Vengeance, which I actually never saw. I okay, I should. But uh, the first two were real good. Did you see those? What, uh, what, old Boy, <laughs> Sympathy I, for I, Mr. Vengeance. I think I gave Old Boy a shot. I, I. What happens in Old Boy? I haven't. I haven't seen it. So, and old I've Boy... actually. Managed is it a stay... horror movie or just a violent, a really violent movie? Super violent, I believe, right? Um, no, it's um, it has some of that in it. I gave I gave Old Boy a shot. Okay, are we still? Yeah, I think we're good. Okay, are we actually good? <laughs> Do you want to stop and no, make sure? I, it looks good. Say something, Matt. Somewhere, somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we're good. Okay. okay. Um, 
Yeah, uh, and I've I've managed to steer clear of any spoilers. Apparently, there is uh, some kind of twist at the end of Old Boy. So, uh, if you guys want to talk about it, yes, there's a massive twist at the end. Yes, um, that I, I won't I won't go. I, I can't remember if there's I don't know. Um, I don't like movies. Yeah, that's, <laughs> is that okay? That's and you don't you don't like. It's interesting that none of us in this room are big fans of Once Upon a Time in America because we are very much in the minority in the film going community. People, love I uh, did not enjoy it. Uh, that I'm uh, spoiler that rape scene is quite problematic, and that's so much of the movie is like so problematic. And I, it's like, am I supposed to be like the part where they mix you up know all the why, babies? You know why you I know wa- the part I'm talking about? The mix yeah, up all, and yeah. then like it's played like a joke. Like, no, you it's like there's like 20 families now who are gonna take home the wrong it's baby. It's such a yeah. big movie for no reason. And who yeah. who did that one? Sergio Leone. Okay. I get that. Okay, I get this movie mixed up with the Heaven's Gate for right. some reason because they're both pointlessly huge movies. I will take, and I know that I, I over, over this one. Anything. I know that I'm I'm being very very dismissive by saying pointlessly because I know that I'm on I'm on, I'm on a podcast where you should pick your words very Fair. carefully when you but talk not, about I, movies that people love. And but I think there are like, things about Heaven's Gate that are you, defensible, but I'm not going to sit here. Do you and know why it. I watch this? Okay, it's that documentary, the Z Channel documentary. I'm mm-hmm. sure you guys have seen it. About, I actually have not seen. It. I know about. Really? It. I know. Yeah. Oh well, I love I love that documentary. It's the Z Channel guy, Jer- oh, Jerry. I don't remember. Anyway, mentally disturbed guy who ran the Z Channel in the early '80s, mm-hmm. which is where you went for good. Fi- good films in the midst of the beginning of pay cable uh-huh. television. This is in the eight when HBO was coming, becoming a thing and right, they had right. a thing called on TV, which I, I remember from when I was a kid and the Z channel, uh, it was, it was a pay service, but you got good, like good film. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. It was like, it was, you're not going to get some you know fluffy fare. And so right. that documentary, it's just a bunch of, film nuts and film critics and talking about the programming for that for that channel and i i remember taking a pen out uh-huh. you know and writing down a lot of these movies that they were talking about and it's like all right i haven't seen that one i guess i'll watch that one i guess i'll watch that one like bring me the head of alfredo garcia sure yeah, and, a good and one. i can't remember if i watch it though there's there's some godard movie with a with a maid with a a vacuum cleaner on the beach. Is that a Godard? It sounds like Godard. There's a which <laughs> one that is. I'm sure that's some Jacqueline something. Bissett is in it, I believe. Uh there's somebody pushing a pushing a vacuum cleaner on a beach. I don't know. That is I don't know. I'm okay. sure that it's something obvious to uh, call it to mind. Anyway, it's it's uh, th- this documentary is basically a montage mm-hmm. of all of these movies that were film that were very important to this guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, a guy who ends up doing something really, really awful. What did, so, up, what did he wind up doing? Uh, he uh, killed his girlfriend and killed himself. Oh, okay. That's yeah. yeah that's not good. No, um, no. But he I know, was I know obsessed. What good are like, and but, they're, they're not no, like that. I, it. It's very interesting that you have not seen this because he's obsessed with with film. Hmm. And there's even portion. You've seen the documentary. I've right? not. Oh, neither one of you has seen this. No, I'm sorry. Oh, you got okay. Look up uh, Z Channel. I a, know. I know about it. Okay. Yeah, I've heard of it. Oh, you guys, I, I'm very curious. You you got, see, uh, to those of you listening at home, this is how I get invited back. <laughs> Watch this documentary and please invite me back and we will discuss it because for someone that doesn't is not into film, I am oddly into this documentary about film. And I, I uh, 
Maybe, maybe it's because I could see myself writing a screenplay based on this guy's life. I, 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 I think I could probably do that. It would, do it. It, it would, it would, it would, it would not. It ends very sadly, obviously, as I just said. Mm-hmm. But uh, what's the name? What's the name of Z Channel? Um, it's called Z. Oh, um, I just had it up. But I was also trying to figure out what your Godard Vacuum Beach movie is. I yeah, couldn't, um, could not figure that out. Maybe uh, start, you know what? But by the way, I could be completely wrong about Godard. Okay. It just looks like. Yeah. It maybe just, start with Jacqueline Bisset and moving. Oh, um, is, is, is E Channel a uh, some a, a, magnificent a, a, a magnificent obsession from two thousand four? It's it's uh, I, it's it's pretty it's scary. I, I I think it's 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 scary. It's a bunch of luminaries but talking about. Their, it gave you the wrong impression about Once Upon a Time in America. It That's what we're did. Yeah, it did. I mean, he you know he he fought for certain films to get shown on there. He yeah. fought for the full version of Heaven's yeah. Gate to be. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's um, and that is a film. And I've not seen Heaven's Gate, but it's interesting. I. Growing up, well, maybe not growing up, I didn't hear about when I was a kid, but in my teenage years when I would hear about, like, the great movies and the terrible movies, you know, I would hear about Heaven's Gate as, like, one of the biggest, like, flops and just critically hated. And even since then, at this point, that was, like, 15 years ago, even in the last 15 years, Heaven's Gate has started to become respected for its ambition. Um, and I remember, I mean, Criterion has released it. You've seen it. You said that it's not that good, but there's stuff, there's, there's interesting things about yeah, it. Yeah, I, I would not warn someone away from what i mean depending on the person yeah. not warn someone away from watching it but it's not it's not great i want to see you warn someone away from watching a movie <laughs> hang on uh, that, uh, that video the ring don't, don't look at that because <laughs> you will die in seven days yeah uh, you, you don't want to watch by the way you know what, what? You don't why is that necessarily a bad thing because you know what one thing people like to talk about if you knew you were gonna die if you had the mm-hmm. date what would you do? You know what I mean? You should just turn that frown upside down with the whole <laughs> ring thing. And they go, so you got seven days. Is it really? Well, I've always wanted to go skydiving. I've always wanted to, you know, go rock climbing. I've never, you know what I mean? I've, I've always been meaning to ask that girl out. I've never, asked, you know what I mean? You might actually. Yeah. But then why, why is you, it scary? Ask that girl out. And she says, I've been waiting for so long. I can't well, wait to spend my life with you. And then, I, and then I would say, "Well, then let me tell you some things we got to do. We we have about six days to. <laughs> we got six days to have a lot of fun, or at least I do. You're, <laughs> you're right. Yeah, something very very grisly is going to happen, but that doesn't mean you can have a great life after I'm gone. Right. Unless, of course, you find my corpse in the closet, in which case you'll never be the same. Right. That image in the ring is quite grisly. But, um, um, no, but like, uh, it's, but once upon a time in America, I said it out loud as I was watching it. I was just, and I'm, you know, by myself watching it. And I just said, uh, I do not like this. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think I even said, I, I don't, I don't think it's a bad movie necessarily. I say this. You're a saying lot. all this to yourself. Do you have pets? No, no, okay. I'm saying this out loud. <laughs> I don't think I said this part out loud. I said the first oh, part okay. out loud. I do not like this. Or maybe I even said, I am not enjoying this. It's nice to, it's like, I've got the feeling I don't like this, but I feel like, I'll, I'll say it just to confirm. Okay, confirmed. I got it. It's on the record now. When I say that I do not, I did not enjoy a movie, that's the, that's me like, maturing as a moviegoer uh-huh. because i used to say oh i thought that sucked i don't think i don't think that's fair i don't i don't think it's fair to cuz i i'm i'm an actor and i don't make movies but i'm in i'm in i you know i work as an actor so i know 
how hard it is to put something together, you know, right. like like that. I mean, making a movie, that's I would I'd die of fright, probably. <laughs> all of the decisions you gotta make, uh-huh. all of the planning, all the people you gotta work with and for mm-hmm. and appease and so when I go to see a movie that I don't enjoy, I'm always very careful about how I phrase things. I was just like, I, I, I just didn't enjoy it. That's the right. nice way of me saying I would never phrase something like, uh, I, I think a lot of people, and when you're young, you do this, you feel a sense of superiority when you go to see a movie that, that you don't like. Right, it's like, right. cause I, yeah, that sucked. Yeah. yeah, I thought it sucked, and I was like, "All right, did it suck or did you just not enjoy it?" Because those are two, right? Now. Those are two different things, and I've I've grown to uh, figure those two things out. And it, I like like for example, uh, once upon a time in America, I definitely, definitely did not enjoy that movie. <laughs> Can I sit here and tell you that it's a bad movie? We would we would need. Uh, first of all, I would have to be better educated about <laughs> cinema. I would have to like it more. I would have to, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I, that's would, the thing. I would never dismiss even that movie that I did not enjoy. I would never dismiss it by saying that Once Upon a Time in America is a shitty movie. If it's too dismissive and it's not educated, but it has it's, a it's movie. insensitive, and I would never phrase it like that. But I could tell you one thing that rape scene in that movie <laughs> is hot. Uh, awful. Exactly. Oh, please. No, it's, it's not it, enjoyable. It's awful, and it's, it, it ruins. Even what they're trying to do. It's been a while. Movie. I don't remember specifically because whole, I, do, I don't tend to remember movies whole very point well. Of that like character them. is how much he loves her, and then doing something awful. And I understand. I, look, there are complicated things that happen between men and women, sure. right? I, I mean, that's a very broad the statement that I just made, right? And, right. And, when things are consensual, when things are not consensual and things like that, and there's drama and there's like, there's abusive men and there's women that don't know how to get out of abusive relationships and all that kind of stuff. It's very, very complicated. But that scene completely throws a wrench into what I think is what I thought anyway, Uh while I was watching it was going on was how much this is a, it's a girl he loved since they were kids. Right. She's saying no <laughs> through the whole thing, right. you know? It's it's awful. It's yeah. awful. And after that, I'm like, I might have even said this out loud. Am I supposed to watch the rest of this movie? <laughs> <laughs> because a caption should... You know what? I, I watched it, and you know what? I'll be honest with you. I watched that scene again with the commentary on because I wanted to hear uh-huh. what the justification for this what was. What they said. Well, I wish I could. I only listened to it once, but okay. but the was it the director talking or was it? It might have been a critic actually. Mm-hmm. It that might have been some, uh, you know. Right. But he was like, he's like, and and <laughs> so the scene starts. He's like, and now we come to the part of the film that is uh, problematic for many people. <laughs> <laughs> and I think out loud as I was watching, I went, "You think?" <laughs> so anyway, uh, I like sorry. This, idea of it. this should be a podcast. What? Just you in your at home <laughs> reacting to movies. That sounds like a commentary track to me. I will use that as a, as a segue into. Oh this right, other we have thing. a thing to talk about. Real we have quick. a thing to talk about, and we don't want to. I don't want to put it at the end because then if people are like me, they'll stop listening. Um, so the deal is this: uh, by the time this episode goes up, this will be available. Oh, okay, is that uh, right? Uh, it should be yes. Okay. 
I, I believe so. Right. People can buy it anyway. Um, <laughs> so, all right. For years, people have said, hey, David and Tyler, you guys should do a commentary for a movie. And we always thought, uh, what, for me, my whole thought was, well, what am I going to say about any movie that people haven't already said? And incidentally, we did a commentary for a movie called Entrance. You can go and buy that DVD, and that was a lot of fun. Um, but uh, so then I decided to just lean completely into it, and David came up with what we should do the commentary for, and boy, oh boy, I'm just, very excited. Yeah, to make up for Lost Time, we've been saying we haven't been doing commentaries. To make up for Lost Time, we decided we'd do three. Yeah. And we do them back to back to back. Yeah. So we are going to be with various guests coming in and out and joining yeah. us. And we won't say who they are. Okay. That, I feel like that'd be a nice surprise. Okay. We are going to watch um, all three Lord of the Rings movies, the theatrical versions. <gasps> yes. Back to back to back. Record them as three separate podcasts. You can buy them. You can buy them separately for the, $4 each or right. together for 10 Which is what I recommend. That's Indeed. how you get the whole marathon experience. Yeah. Um. And yeah, the guy, we won't say the guest name, but it names, but it's a collection of our favorite, uh, you know, comedians uh, who've been on the show, um, critics, writers, actors. Uh, yeah, some of our yeah. bloggers. Uh, yeah, a lot of people who have been. It's all people who have been on the podcast. Yeah. Before. And here's the thing: not everybody who's a part of the commentary likes the films. I right. I enjoy the movies. I think David, you do as well. Yeah, well probably not I, as much as I do. And I also, it's been, I haven't seen. The second two movies since you and I watched them together in Chicago. Uh, our last day of living together. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, and that was the extended edition, yeah. but uh, which I've which I have since watched uh, several times. Um, but these will be the theatricals because we're not doing that to ourselves. <laughs> I would have loved it. I we could have gotten more guests in there, but uh, but yeah. So it's going to be. I think we. As of the recording now, we haven't recorded that, so I'm going to assume everything went according to plan. Right. If it doesn't, then David, mark, mark the time, because we'll <laughs> cut this out. But, uh, but yeah, I d and if that goes well, then I think in the future we will do a commentary where it's just, we'll just put a microphone in front of Matt and just have him just say what he's thinking about a movie he doesn't care for. Well, yeah, we'll find... Oh, the, I would love to do that. We will find a particularly <laughs> objectionable movie. Yeah. Not, I don't know about more. Like, I don't know if I'm gonna make you watch like Cannibal Holocaust. Oh yeah, don't tell like me. Yeah, don't tell me what it is either. But I think we should just find a movie. No, not just. We should watch it with Matt, right? This is the. You idea. know what? I like the idea of him being alone. I like the idea of us <laughs> leaving the room. I do and too. Just hear him occasionally. <laughs> fact, can you guys leave right now? <laughs> just him, him occasionally saying like, "I don't like this at all." <laughs> and just this, and then it, and then you start hearing the strumming of a guitar <laughs> as, he, as he pulls out, and the clicking of texting. Yeah, they hear like. He <laughs> <laughs> takes a phone call. Oh boy, this thing writes Talk, itself. Talk to a neighbor, yeah. <laughs> For a solid I got the, twenty, I got the minutes. stove going to make an oatmeal. It's like, uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> uh, oh this man, is a fun idea. This thing. Right. Yeah. But, oh, I would love that, to do that. All right, this but that doesn't fun. exist yet. What does exist is yeah. this Lord of the Rings uh, marathon commentary oh, yeah. with a lot of guests. Again, it's four dollars uh, for the individual uh, film commentaries, and it is ten dollars for the whole kit and caboodle. Yeah, and you can find that on battleshipretention.com. Yes. Do we have we have one more ad, right? We do not. That is that sponsorship is over. Oh, they're dead to us. Yes. Did they reach their goal? Was this a Kickstarter? <laughs> no. We haven't had a Kickstarter. Oh no, for I, that's this yeah. was Aperture. Aperture and who we were, like that. they were very they were very you know what? This one's for free. Uh-huh. Uh Aperture uh they provide uh 
inexpensive equipment for independent filmmakers and photographers, and not unlike Tweet, the thing that I really want to emphasize, not unlike Tweet. When you think earbuds, we want you to think Tweet. When you think, hey, I'm making a movie and I I need to rent some equipment, I need to buy some equipment, we want you to think Aperture, A-P-U-T-U-R-E.com. That's for free, guys. Thanks for sponsoring us. Yes. I was getting it confused, of course, with I Was a Teenage Wear Skunk, which did meet its goal. That did meet its goal, (laughs) yes. It did. And that you think I'm lying? Wear skunk. I was yeah. a teenage wear skunk. Yes, it actually sounds it's it's very tongue in cheek. And it okay, actually first sounds of all, delightful. everybody knows wear skunks you know, got die before like they're long before they're teenagers. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like in wear skunk years. Yeah, so right. maybe it's like oh, a two oh. year old, two years and a oh, couple so you're months. fourteen. Yeah, you're, yeah, yeah, so you're fourteen. It's seven years for every right. Oh jeez, so it's know. the same as dogs. I guess I it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Skunks. It's a very it's very complicated. It actually differs from skunk to skunk. <laughs> Little known fact: Some Life's of them live nine nine years. Some of them live like uh, like one hundred and eight. Right, like uh, Galapagos turtles. Or exactly, exactly. Where I, I was at a zoo a while back, uh-huh. and I saw big tortoises. And uh, somebody was saying uh, how old they estimated this one tortoise to be, and they said like a hundred years. Yeah. And what? It was very. Str- yeah, they, it's, they lived that long. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It was very strange to just. I know it sounds strange, but like, when's the last time that you were actually? in the same, occupied the same space as something, anything that was a hundred years old. It doesn't happen very often. Right. And then There's to see trees. something, yeah, but there, and, and I know technically Tree? they're alive oh. if you call that living, yeah. but, um, <laughs> but to see this animal moving around and realizing, oh, this animal has been alive through two world wars. Mm-hmm. And it's just, and it's not like, you know, it's not like the turtles thinking like, well, I remember where I was when Kennedy was shot. You know, he <laughs> right. wasn't thinking that. But it's a weird thing. I feel the same way when I go to an art museum and I'm looking at a, at a, at a painting that is a couple hundred years old and just realizing like, wow, this is the actual canvas. Yeah. I don't know. It's It sounds really cheesy, but it, I view it as some sort of like... Time travel. Sort of a time portal in a yeah. way. That's why I feel like, yeah, it's the closest I can come to time travels if I look at something really old. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, whales. Oh, Sure. How old do whales live? Well, I mean, I'm just saying, like, oh, shark. you've been to whales and shark, there's old stuff and, there, and, and sharks too. Oh. Like, a shark isn't 100 years old, but they haven't really changed. I don't think. Like, oh, they've right. been yes, they're pre they're, they're prehistoric because I've right? been yeah, Animals, uh, I, I've been they? to um, New Orleans a handful of times, and you go on the like swamp tours, and yeah. there's alligators, and their alligators are essentially dinosaurs. Yeah, like they've been around in the same yeah. form yeah. since the time of the dinosaurs. I mean, I, mean which, I, feel, I, I feel that like when I, if I see an animal like that, I'm like, yeah. I'm not, I don't think I'm seeing anything different than yeah. I would see if I were, you know, if this were 200 years ago. Yeah, which I, obviously I look at alligators. is why we should kill an, an alligators <laughs> and crocodiles because... Alligator, well, I've never seen a crocodile. Yeah. They don't uh, live in Louisiana. Um, I mean, maybe there are some, but... Uh, the Everglades is one of the only places in the world where alligators and crocodiles uh, coexist. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, by the way, those I, boats that go through the fan boats—I I learned that. Uh, that's not the one I was. They have, they have different the types. big propeller. The, yeah, the, I was not on one of those. The gentle bend boat. Yeah, because the, the ones with the big propellers are back. You, it looks like I could fall off really easily. Oh yeah. I don't. So I don't want to get on those. Right. No. I want the one with the railing. I get a nice seat. Yes. Um, but like, yeah, like. Global warming and shit is going to kill all of us humans, and the alligators and crocodiles when? are still going to be. Uh, I'm uh, 45 years, maybe. So uh, I'll still be alive. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, well, something else I was going to say about alligators, and I don't remember what it was. 
They're oh, awesome. Oh, uh, because they're not they're not New Orleans. You said yeah. they're. Uh, no, I wasn't talking about crocodiles. They're ba- right. okay. they're basically monsters. Oh, what I was going to say is that I don't. I'm not like a, a very phobic person, but um, there is a primal fear that I have when it comes to alligators because they're like apex predators to end all apex predators yeah. they've been around forever and there's Land, like sea or air that yeah. last one probably doesn't apply but, <laughs> but imagine if a crocodile was oh, if it had wings? through the air like, can you imagine there's nothing there's nothing you can alligator do, like, nato <laughs> croc like, nato think about that the woman the soul surfer woman right who lost her arm yeah. to a shark yes a shark bit her arm off still surfing she's still surfing and yeah. she's still alive and she's yeah. currently on the amazing race yes and wow. but if an alligator gets you by the arm it's over because yeah. it's it's not about ripping your arm off or eating you. It's going to twirl you. It's going to pin you under the water and it's going to drown you. Then it's going to eat you. It's going to store you under a log under the water <laughs> until you get nice and soggy and then it will eat you. <laughs> oh, true? yeah? That's true. Yes. Oh, that's, that's a good idea. So they're fucking terrifying. <laughs> that's a weird response, so, Matt. Alligators and crocodiles terrify me. Also, to some extent... Um, Insects that sting. Bees, wasps, okay, right. see, hornets, see now, those he, he, get me. Okay, uh, listeners that are familiar with me, and you may not be, uh, I love Alien. Ali- the idea of the chestburster was inspired uh-huh. by the thing with the wasp yeah, yeah. and the cockroach. I don't know about this. Oh, uh, there's a wasp that will... Uh, I think I got this right. It's kind of confusing. There's uh-huh. a lot of steps to this. <laughs> it goes up to a, a, a cockroach, stings it, but paralyzes it and be- makes it become a zombie, basically. Uh-huh. And then takes it down into its nest uh-huh. and makes it become a host for the eggs wow. that are down there. And then the, the the larvae are feeding off of it, but they don't kill it. Uh-huh. They're feeding on just what they can eat. Right. Without because there's because there's stuff growing in there. I'm not explaining it very well, but I the, get it. But the the, the cockroach is is a host for an uh, something that's growing inside of it, so it has to be alive. But it also has to provide food uh-huh. for grubs and whatnot. It only so, dies when the final like the the, the egg poor is, cockroach. Oh yeah, yeah. But but the cockroach. But, I didn't think it was possible to sympathize with the cockroaches, but I feel <laughs> bad for them now. That idea inspired yeah. the idea of the chestburster, uh, uh, an alien. Yeah, and it's uh, is this something that scared that uh, keeps you up at night? No, because I'm not. What are you? Th- what are your phobias? I was going to oh, ask. God. This is a fun conversation. Yeah, uh, my phobias uh, having to get a real job. I've, uh-huh. I've, I haven't had to have a real job for uh, you know close to ni- almost 19 years now. That's a, that's pretty good. That's an accomplishment. Yeah, but how how much longer can I keep doing this? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Look, I mean, television commercials, like I, like I network television commercials, thing. those are going out. I mean, like, what am I going right. to do? But you don't. What have am the, I going to do? Matt, I told you about the climate change thing. Yeah. Right now, it's just a game of chicken between. You but that's employment not, look, look, and climate change. Yeah, but that's not you don't gonna, have to go that long. You just have to outlive. It's just a waiting game now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Look, I'm, we're not going to die from climate change. You and uh, the people in here. Our, okay. You know, the grand sh- like if well, we, if we stay to- in here, we'll be all right. <laughs> Can I but stay in I, here? <laughs> you like documentaries? Did you see this documentary the day after tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> That's not a documentary. <laughs> you know who uh, the South Park guys say the m- music in that movie uh-huh. is some of the best movie music. I've never seen it actually. That's the no, one with Jake Gyllenhaal. And the Ice Age, right? And Dennis oh, Quaid. He was in, yeah, Dennis Quaid. I That's the Ice movie, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They say that they say that 
because I heard them talking about, I think I heard the commentary on South Park. They were talking about the music in that movie is awesome. Like they love the movie music in that. Like they both have a thing for movie music. Like they, Um, gosh, I guess I'll have to listen to it. This is a bit of a change of topic, but it's off of day after tomorrow. So we were talking earlier about Stephen Collins and Roman Polanski and all these people like yeah. that we have to we like it's like oh we love their Backs, bringing it back to creepiness like, we we like their work do we but not that well maybe not Stephen Collins okay. but Roman Polanski like made good movie makes good movies Stephen Collins was in yeah. all the President's Men he was also in sure. It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia he yes, can be a very his, good actor okay, but his so, crimes sully the uh, the joy of Seventh Heaven don't you don't you feel sure, yeah <laughs> yes, the fine bit. white wine of Seventh Heaven. Uh, what I'm saying is Roland Emmerich, the director of Day After Tomorrow and uh, t- 10,000 BC and Independence Day and Godzilla, the Patriot, Godzilla, yeah. uh, White House Down, I think was his most recent I believe one. It. Yeah, yeah. He's Kay. the opposite. I hate all his movies, but his politics, he's like a like very vocal champion for LGBT rights. And also within the movie industry, he is a big uh, 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 advocate for something I've always advocated for, which is Academy Awards for stuntmen, hmm. and like that, those are like his two twin causes, which are like things that I believe in and support like a hundred percent. And so I feel like, oh, why do I have to hate this guy's movies? He's so cool. Do you feel why couldn't an why obligation couldn't he to be like Roman movies? Polanski? No, okay. But why couldn't he be like Roman Polanski and Roman Polanski be like him? <laughs> Why, why can't the two things make like mesh together? There's a there was a wonderful Onion article that was you know quote unquote written by Woody Allen in which uh, yeah. when like the stuff really blew, really like blew up a year ago uh-huh. and he was and the article was basically saying like wow I've really made things hard for you haven't I? In which, <laughs> oh, right, yeah. Right. oh yeah, in which that it was alternates really good. paragraphs. One is like. You may you may recall how much you love my film Annie Hall, and then it details all the things that you like about Annie Hall. And goes, but we can't forget the allegation <laughs> of this. But just when you're ready to condemn me, here comes Hannah and her sisters, <laughs> and just going back and forth, and then at the end saying, "I do not envy you your the the yeah, uh, right. dilemma that you're in." Uh, what about uh, taking the? I guess this is where we're living right now. But the Bill Cosby thing. Now, which I, I had, maybe it's because I had not of my heard age. Of I didn't until know just now. I didn't know about this. I knew there was a reason why I don't really have any heroes. Like <laughs> oh, I, I knew I, there was a reason. I'm with you. Yeah, but even Letterman, like like he, you know, he turned out to not be a very good husband. Like yeah. right. there was a whole thing with him and his interns, right? Right. Yeah. And that, but I mean, that bothered me because I used to love his show. Like my right. ritual in high school was to set the VCR for late night. Yeah. Go to bed. <laughs> Wake up, go to school, come home from school, and watch, watch late night. I, right. I loved his show. Like he was my Conan. You know what I mean? Like yeah, sure, of, yeah. And then that whole thing with that was just lame. But he dealt with it like a comic. He was like, you heard it from him first. Right, right. You know what I mean? Well, and he frankly, made fun of himself first because and there I was ad- admired that because there was the blackmail thing to go with it. Like, yes. don't get me wrong, that sounds terrible for a number of reasons but because well, suddenly it's clear, he, we don't know what the relationship is between him and his wife like we make right, an maybe, assumption maybe that, 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 yeah. that that monogamy is like the yeah. status quo but for all we know this was completely yeah uh yeah what's yeah, yeah. Condoned. We, I, and yeah, yeah. I, I just like don't like open, assumptions. an open yeah. thing or, um, or something yeah. but I yeah yeah that's true the I, way I, he des- I don't know the way he described the the blackmail thing he managed to and I, I hate to put this in like you know political terms or anything like this but just 
he made that the story because that was the story. You know, I mean, somebody threatened to take this thing was a, that was a private thing and make it public. And and the idea, I think he said that, like, he was getting out, getting into his car and just saw this envelope in the back seat. And he said, can you imagine how scary that is that someone can got into can, his car can invade your life like that? And yeah. uh, and that's the thing. It's like whatever. I know that when I saw that, whatever. Uh, let's go ahead for the just for the sake of argument. Let's assume that this was not a con- consensual thing, and right. that he was you mean, cheating on his. Right. It was the sex with the interns was consensual. Yeah, yeah, but his his wife did not condone conce- it. condone it. Yes, right. it was not condoned by her. That so, we know that. Well, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, let's let's just take yeah. that as let's read take for that as given for okay. the moment. Uh, even if like even if that was true in that moment when he's describing what it must feel like what it feels like to be blackmailed and then you suddenly realize like well what are the what are the secrets i have what are the mistakes i've made and now imagine somebody has infiltrated your life and is threatening to expose those and he managed to really make it make that a palpable thing and suddenly you know even even if he was just the worst husband ever and it was a horrible betrayal of his wife that doesn't go away but in that moment i thought yeah the re- the real story here is the way he was targeted for this thing because he's a celebrity, obviously. Right, um, and it's not the first time because he had a stalker several years ago, right? I don't know that. Yeah. Oh, from a long time ago. Yeah, I mean, it was. A, it was that was a mentally ill woman. That yes, thought yes. she was married. Yeah. Still scary though. Uh, yeah, but he um he didn't make it just about the blackmail though. He was like he was like I've been accused of having many sexual relationships with my interns, and I want you all to know. And this is to his audience. Yeah, mm-hmm. on. On TV, yeah. So that's part of his show. He's like, I want you all to know that uh, that's true. Like, yeah. and, and got a <laughs> big laugh. I yeah. mean, that was you know, and whatever. And he's like, and the worst part about this is that now you all have to think about me having sex, <laughs> <laughs> like like a comedian. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, I think he's also. I mean, he, and uh, Cosby enough- is not about to do anything like that. You know, like there's right. no there's well there's- nowhere for him to go. Well, There's because no we're talking way. about you know rape allegations yes. Yes. and stuff. Well, Which, yes, I, I, yes, they're very distinct accusations. Who was it that put right it here. put this like in the public consciousness? Hannibal again? Burris. Hannibal Burris. Okay, that's what I thought. Well, it was already in the. No, it wasn't to me. Not that's for what I'm people. Saying. Oh, really? Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. First I, I you had really. I, think, I don't know. I, I don't know if you're. Uh, I think you're a little bit older than we are. I don't know yeah. what your age is. I'm 44. Okay. okay. So, yeah, old enough to that, that's – maybe it's just a generational thing. Like, we're yeah. 10 years younger than you are. Maybe oh. okay. uh, people my age, I don't think we – if if other people in their early 30s know, knew before the Hannibal Burris thing about this Bill Cosby thing, let us know because I didn't know. Yeah, this is the absolute oh, first I had ever I've, heard of I'd, I, I guess I've been hearing about it for about eight years or something huh. like mm-hmm. that. So it's – or something like that. I okay. Mean, it's uh, very strange. Yeah. Um, let's talk about something uh, fun. I, yeah. We've yeah, been this, talking about this, a lot of... Yeah. We talked yeah. about compliance. We talked about <laughs> once the upon rape a time scene in, America. in Once Upon a Time in America. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, it just... Shall I go back to my list? What, what, <laughs> what else, else did you mention, Bridge on the Requi? Classic. Had you seen that before? I I mean, I remember seeing the end of it with okay. my dad. You know, it was one okay. of those watch... One, you know, it's one of those things you watch with your... your yeah, yeah. It does have dad. that quality. Yes. It's another long movie. It's a long one. Uh, did I like it? I love that movie. I so. do love that movie. Yeah, I, do, I, I, I liked. It, I liked it better than Once Upon a Time in America. I do think that the stuff with with William Holden, though I like William Holden, I that stuff 
feels a bit more it feels a bit more conventional to me and i and but even his arc is is interesting because he's a coward right. who now has to do the right thing right under and pretty much perpetually under protest like he basically right up until the end is this is not a thing he wants to do yeah um but then to me the real the real gem of the film is the oh. the Alec Guinness character uh a documentary called the imposter oh, oh i didn't see that which i've heard wonderful things about Oh, please do watch <laughs> yeah. The Imposter and uh, try not to get creeped out. Can you one. can you remind uh, the audience and me what that is about? It's about a, the disappearance of a kid in, in Texas That's and right. they're searching for him and they can't find him. And then like three or four years go by and uh, uh, they get a call from Spain. Mm-hmm. It's like, we found your kid. We got your kid. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, they... The, so this this his sister, uh-huh. and this is in in Texas somewhere, like in the middle of Texas, has to like fly to Spain uh-huh. to get your kid. That's I think that that's the best way to start because if I talk okay. if I okay. tell I tell much more, I, I know I might be able to piece that. it together from the title, uh, but I do. Remember- <laughs> <laughs> that's true. But yeah, that's um, true. But yeah, it's stuff like that is so a well done documentary is can be absolutely astounding and i i know this partially because my least favorite movie of the year i just saw it a couple days ago it is a documentary what which one your least favorite movie my of the least year, you, favorite movie of the year so far yes and by the way it bumped out christian film god's not dead i like god's not dead starring kevin sorbo more than magician <laughs> the astonishing life and work of Orson Welles. Okay. Because that movie was such a waste of time and a waste of opportunity. Mm. Uh, if you, it is like a Reader's Digest articles uh, article writ large. I've never seen a blurb turned into a movie, but that's what you get. Oh it's such, it never ever asks the question why of anything. Why did he choose to do something uh in his life what why did he choose to do something artistically why this why that so many questions about not just orson welles any subject in a documentary and especially by the way orson welles regularly lied about his life and sometimes would cop to it sometimes wouldn't he liked the idea that people could never quite know who he was there's a wonderful swirling documentary to be made out of that this there is one uh, what's one f it starts with f, f, f for, for fake, fake. Yeah. yeah yeah there's one that he made uh, but that's weird i didn't and i was like what am i watching oh, i love that movie i love it it's amazing and he made it himself yeah there's so many he's such a fascinating figure and yes i am a fan of wells and so uh i'm in a way i'm predisposed to liking the film but also predisposed to being really critical of it but it's just so so frustrating and it that movie is bullshit <laughs> so that is my least favorite movie of the year Do you know my, strong words there my folks. least favorite movie of the <laughs> year is also a documentary okay um, that it's going to sound so great when I start talking about it. Mm-hmm. It's called Warsaw Uprising, and it tells the story. There was uh, toward the end of World War II, the a certain a, a, many of the citizens of Warsaw literally got together and up, had an uprising that lasted sixty days mm-hmm. against the Nazis. Even though the Russians were right outside the city, and they all the like rebels, whatever you want to call them, the uprisers were trying to do was 
keep the Nazis away until the Russians came in. But the Russians were like, we're just going to let them fight this out and let oh. them for 60 days try to defend themselves. And a lot of footage was shot in the Warsaw Uprising Museum, which I'm guessing is in Warsaw. I don't remember. Um, has restored hours and hours of footage. And in a way that sounds weird, but it's actually kind of cool. Colorized it. Huh. You know, I, here's the weird thing. Uh, while obviously I don't necessarily like when, you know, Ted Turner colorizes films. Whenever but you see like the, on on Facebook and stuff like colorized photographs from the Civil War. Yeah, and such, because this isn't like a work of art that was completed right. then colorized. Yeah, it was. This is if they could have shot it in color, they would have. Right. But here's the problem. Okay. They made a decision. The people who made this movie made a decision that is flabbergasting to me. Okay. Why they would choose to do it like this. Instead of presenting it as a straightforward documentary with narration or title cards or what have you, um, they wrote a story and had actors portraying the film crew. So there's a whole narrative that's invented with Mm. three actors that you never see. You just hear their voice while they're recording the footage. And it's so stupid. It's the stupidest thing ever. That's a shame. I I was... My my jaw was open the whole time. There's a documentary called The Dahmer Files, which is a mixture of reenactment and interviews with law enforcement people. But But at least that's a reenactment. It's good. It's actually... Good. Yeah, like well, touching the void has. I don't know if you ever saw touching the void. You should definitely see that. It's amazing. Uh, That's full so. of reenactments. It's fantastic. It's yeah. about the guys who were. Um, it's a somewhat famous story. Two guys were like mountain climbing in the South American Andes or yeah. whatever, and the one guy like fell and was falling, and they're yeah. connected in the rope. And the other guy decided, I have this guy's going to kill both of us if we both fall. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut him loose. So he cut his friend loose. His friend fell down, broke his leg, oh. didn't die. Oh, made his way back to camp. Oh, dear. <laughs> back, that's that's like, showed awkward. up two weeks later, like surprising, like, hey, yeah. I'm still alive. The that's... guy you, they're still friends, by the way. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. The guy <laughs> because, because I think I probably yeah I think I've seen this. Yeah, it's the guy bad. who got cut loose. Ultimately, was like I would have absolutely done the same thing. It's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. You know, because it was a snowstorm. Was there a verbal agreement? <laughs> I I, guess, I don't know. <laughs> you know what? That's a good question, David. Here's the deal: if you and I ever go mountain climbing, and here's I'm what's weird. Cut you I, think, I think I've seen this movie, and I have to ask. <laughs> I, I'll tell you this: I'm going to cut you loose at the drop of a hat, <laughs> right? First chance. Yeah, it could be perfect conditions, and you're and neither of us are in trouble, and I'm going to cut you loose, and then say, "Oh, it was really snowy up there." Yeah, so you'll just, get away with it too. I'm looking for the opportunity. <laughs> I'm looking for the opportunity to commit murder with impunity. Is that a problem? You know, aren't we all that's, really? Yeah, that's that's uh, what we're all. That's for. the plot of every Alfred Hitchcock story. Pretty like, much, how yes. can I get away with murder? Um, well, I think this has been a great uh, 400th episode. Absolutely. Just you think so? Yeah. Did I did I do the work of two guests? More than yeah, more <laughs> than two. Uh, I so I'm badly want this this. I apologize this commentary for the, to happen. I I want to. I would. I'm I'm down for that. Okay. I. I don't, want to, to I don't know if I should though. apologize, but it did get a little. Our 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 subject matter got a little dark. That's fine. That's but okay. I. Uh, but that happens, right? Yeah, I'm not. I'm I mean, not we're uh, movies, right? It's dark sometimes. Yeah, movies. Absolutely. Movies can be dark. I've seen a. Seen yeah. a <laughs> that's There's a, good, a foxcatcher. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's a good slogan for the show. Movies, eh, they get dark sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Starting that, episode four hundred one. Right. From, that's our from slogan now. for the yeah. next four hundred. Like the, stra- the strangers with Liv Liv Tyler. Yeah, you don't like people saying it. You don't like it. The movie sucks. <laughs> oh, I I disagree. I think it's uh, I think it holds up. You should see Funny I, Games. Yeah, I, I've I've seen it. I've okay. seen the both both versions. Okay, 
Uh, yeah, I feel like The Strangers is exactly the kind of movie that Funny Games is kind of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, admonishing or... Uh, there's a word I'm looking for and I can't think of it. Yeah. But uh, I think I need to see Funny Games again because I think I missed the point. The Strangers is, I think, I think it just seems to enjoy a little too much how sadistic it is. Huh. I, 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 I found it very unpleasant. And maybe that's the point, but yeah. there are other unpleasant movies like Funny Games that I feel like uh, what, well, I get something out of. What I like about horror, movies like that is that uh, it, it's plausible. I think everything that happens, no. it's uh-huh. probably not going to happen to you, what happens, but yeah. there's nothing supernatural about it. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing. There's this is n- why I would never live in a big secluded house. This is why... You know, people. Oh, home live, invasion stories are. Yeah, yeah that's that's scary. Exactly. You, people who live okay. in like more like. Non- I would like to amend what I said. I guess I guess having to get a day job and then that day having my home invaded <laughs> yeah. would be would be a. Although if I die, at least I won't have to go to that day job. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this was fun. Yeah. Um, you can find us at battleshipretention.com. You can email us at david at battleshipretention.com or tyler at battleshipretention.com. Thank you for listening for 400 episodes. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at uh, The Pretension, um, at Tyler Pretension. Um, his podcast, other podcast is More Than One Lesson. Mine is Hey Watch This. Matt, where can people find you and your work on the internet? Oh, uh, my Twitter is uh, at RemainChampagne.com and uh, right there. Right. Okay. Yeah. Any uh, commercials currently in rotation? No, no. Um, oh, uh, other... well, this, no, 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 no commercials right now. Did Any you other... hear that commercial industry? Uh, <laughs> no commercials right now. If you need me to sell uh, whatever awful uh, products you'd like to be sold, please get in touch with He'll my, do it. my face. We... I think I will. When I see when I see you when I see you in a commercial, I, I think I'm going to buy that. Thing. <laughs> and then you never do, right? I never get around to. I never quite remember. All I remember is like, hey, I saw Matt in a commercial. Right. Um, we had someone on uh, a while ago, uh, an actress um, named Susie Block, and the entire show, all we did was just go through her IMDb. Yeah. Oh, really? We should have you back sometime. Okay. And just go through your IMDb because yeah. there's some fun the, stuff. Yeah, check out my uh, yeah, check out my episode from Angel from 2001. There you go. It's uh, it's people say they like it. The people oh, yeah. that your like episode it. Episode of the Tick, which I was a big fan of. People who like it say they like it. Yeah, I'm I'm an Angel fan. Um, I yeah. do like that episode. It's a it's a creepy one. You know they're bringing the Tick back. Do you think you'll? You think you'll be back? I've been asked this before, and I what I did was a guest spot. I was an effeminate pet store owner, and uh, I could still be effeminate. Absolutely, you know? yeah, that's fine. That'd be uh, a fun little uh, a little treat where literally they bring back everybody that's ever been on. The I show. am down for that. <laughs> all right, I'm way so down. thank you for being here. Thank Absolutely. you. Uh, thank you all for listening again for 400 episodes. Let's Indeed. make it 400 more, or maybe we'll just kill ourselves. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I think maybe around episode. Those are the options, huh? Yeah, I feel like around seven ninety nine. I think it, you and I would just look and th- and say, "I think we're done," and then we would both uh, look. We would we would hook arms and drink poison. <laughs> if it gets rough between now and seven ninety nine, I'm cutting you loose. Oh just no! So you know, you know what? I for, I would do the same thing. Bro- wait, but without a broken leg. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> both, both your legs are fully functioning, and you're still getting cut loose. Absolutely. All right. All right. I already said it. Oh, we'll get you next time. Bye. Bye.
This program is a proud member of the Battleship Pretension Fleet.